Hey guys, welcome to the Code Life Cymru podcast. I'm John Stockley. And I'm John Butler. Each month, John and I chat about life. We chat about the good stuff. We chat about the tough stuff. We chat about the things that we go through. And so we hope that we're talking about the things that matter to you too. So this month, we're talking about challenges. We're talking about faith and how faith is a frontier thing. We're talking about how we overcome difficulties in our own lives. And so we hope that this is going to be really helpful to you. And we hope that you enjoy the next few minutes with us. This is the Code Life Cymru podcast. John. Hello, uh, John. How are you doing today? Oh, it's good. Wonderful to have another opportunity to chat with you on this uh, bright sunny day as we're recording it. Yeah, I, I, I have to say I do love these uh, these chats on the podcast and um, looking forward to today's um, as much as any other. Yeah. Well, hopefully our listeners have caught up with our previous conversations because I've enjoyed them uh, immensely, but yeah. I'm really confident that today's will also be uh, fun for us, but also hopefully um, will equip both you and I, but also equip those who listen in. Uh, and so today we want to talk, we're, gonna, we're talking real life stuff, aren't we today? We're talking about uh, what well, we do every time, but we're talking specifically about uh, the challenges of life and how we maybe step up or step into those challenges, whether we choose to embrace them or whether we choose maybe to do something else um, in those moments. And, and we understand, mm. don't we, John, that, that challenges, they come in all shapes and forms and sizes. Like they can be really short, sharp, intense moments or actually some of the stuff we have to deal with in, in life takes a little bit longer than that. It's not just a, a one off. Perhaps it's an ongoing battle um, that we have to approach and, and deal with and confront. Yeah, and I've got a bit of a my, part of my personality is that if I, if, if I had a choice, um, I'd go for the easy ride and uh, just accept the fact that uh, you can enjoy life. But uh, one of the things I think um, I've learned over the years um, is that actually when you do step up and step into the challenge, uh, what comes after that is 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 often worth everything mm-hmm. that you've been through getting there. And I say that really cautiously because I know that some people listening to this maybe going through horrific challenges right now. And um, can I just say, if you are, we're with you in this. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, we we, uh, we wish you all the best. But, uh, but yeah, it's going to be great just to have a chat today about some of the challenges we face in life. Yeah, well said. That's, that's a really good place to start. Um, and so in true sort of CVM Cymru tradition, um, if I can say it's tradition after only doing this for the second time, we're going <laughs> to begin by um, just exploring a uh, a favourite or a top film each, which kind of meets the the subject of discussion for today. So as we're, we're talking about, you know, dealing with challenges, overcoming challenging situations, uh, John and I, we've each selected our favourite or our top movie which portrays such a, a moment and it could be based on real life or it could be completely fictional. Um, so 
Would you like to go first, John? Yeah, sure. So um, I, I think I would be a little bit hesitant to describe this as one of my favourite films. This, mm-hmm. The film I've chosen, I actually found quite tough uh, viewing. And I actually read the book as well. Um, and it was a tough read. The film I've chosen is called The Kite Runner. And um, it's a book by Khaled Hosseini. And he tells the story of, of two guys, Amir and uh, Hassan. And, and uh, Amir sees his friend Hassan when they're children being um, sexually assaulted. And it's it's in a lane and he has the opportunity to go and help his, his friend. Uh, but he chooses not to because of fear. And what he does is he walks away and it affects the relationship. They lose the friendship in essence. And as Amir gets older, he can't cope with it anymore, has to leave Afghanistan, moves to America. And almost two decades later, he gets a phone call in his kitchen from Hassan. And um, Hassan asks him to come back to Afghanistan because he needs his help. And he says this one line on the uh, on the telephone call, and this is the bit that really uh, just stayed with me. Uh, he yeah. says to Amir, "There is a way to be good again." And by doing that, he he tells uh, Amir, "I know what you did. I know that you saw what happened, and I know you walked away." And he invites him back to Afghanistan. By the time um, Amir gets to to Afghanistan, uh, Hassan has passed away. And because he comes from a low caste and because uh, uh, the family was poverty stricken uh, and essentially um, uh, excommunicated really from the village life, um, Hassan's son has no future. And the invitation for Amir is to come and to father Hassan's son Mm -hmm. and to give him a future that he wouldn't have if it wasn't for Amir. This film is all about guilt but also about redemption and it's about facing up to a challenge of not wanting to go back to where your greatest pain happened Mm. but actually um, redemption only can come if you do walk back into it so that's the film i've chosen it's a tough viewing it's a tough read but actually it's a powerful powerful story yeah sounds it it's definitely um Definitely challenging mm. um, scenario, challenging circumstances, yeah. um, and quite a tricky <clears throat> subject to tackle. But um, yeah, yeah, he does I, it. I've not seen that one. He does do it intrigued. well, and and it is worse mm. if if you've got the stomach for it. It is worse um, taking a look. What about you, John? What's your film? Yeah, so I, again, similar to you, I can't. I don't know if I can describe it as my favourite, uh, and I probably wouldn't describe it as my favourite, but definitely memorable. Um, and it's equally sort of tough viewing at times to yours, in but in a slightly different way, probably more graphic in terms of its toughness. So the film I've chosen for sort of facing, dealing with or overcoming challenges is 127 Hours. Um, so it's a film based on a true story about a guy called Aaron um, Ralston, um, who's an American sort of um, canyon canyoneer, basically like goes climbing like caving i suppose but sort of um going into canyons and um goes out one one day in 2003 on his on his own 26 years old goes sort of digging around and walking around climbing basically like descending into canyons um in utah 
and then gets trapped. He sort of slips, a boulder comes loose and he gets trapped in this narrow canyon and the boulder traps his arm and then he's stuck there because he hasn't told anyone where he's gone or what he's doing. No one knows to come and look for him as such. No one necessarily realises he's missing straight away and he's only got limited supply of water and food and he's, he's stuck there for just over five days, which is why the film's called 127 Hours. Um, my maths tells me that's just over five days. Um, so that's why they called it called it that. Um, and uh, what he does after that time when his food and water has run out and he's had to get by drinking other liquid, um, he um, makes the difficult decision that to get out, he's going to have to amputate and remove his own arm, um, which is trapped. And by this point has sort of lost all its feeling. It's lost the circulation because it's been trapped behind this boulder for so long. And so he... Um, uses the only item he has with him, which is a sort of multi-tool pen knife, Swiss army knife type thing, and uh, removes uh, a portion of his, his um, lower arm, which he breaks and amputates. And then he climbs out um, and uh, escapes where he's trapped and then is, is rescued because um, his family realises he's been missing and so starts sort of sending out search parties. And he's rescued, found and saved, obviously, because if they hadn't found him, we wouldn't have been able to make a film about him. Indeed. But the, the film is based on a book, so... Yeah. Wow. Amputate your arm with a Swiss yeah. army knife. Yeah, that's pretty That's pretty tough going. But I suppose it's a, it's quite a graphic way of looking at it, but it, it speaks, I suppose, into a lot about the survival instinct, perhaps, but also about you know making tough decisions to get out of tough places and being willing to to make a sacrifice in order to to find rescue and to find freedom, uh, I think that speaks quite very uh, quite powerfully into sort of into the human heart and into the fu- human condition, if you like, and our experiences as as men and as people. Is that what what does it cost to find freedom um, from being trapped, and um, what's the sacrifice that's going to have to be made for that? Wow. So that's that's literally two very very heavy films, really, yeah. isn't it? Not exactly Mamma Mia. Very different to our last conversation already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not as light-hearted, but those. Yeah, I think those films quite speak quite powerfully into that subject they of do. challenge and what we're willing to do or what we can do and how we face up to those and and get through them. Wow. Well, uh, as you said earlier, John, we're gonna. Uh, we're going to just explore some of these themes in um, the next few minutes. So um, I'm going to share with you um, a worship song that I was listening to this very morning. Um, so um, that's just a bit of a heads up to where we're going. Yeah, so uh, this morning um, in my time with God, um, I was um, I was listening to a bit of uh, worship music. I don't do that every day, but actually this morning I felt like I really wanted to do it. Felt that, that was a bit of a call on my heart. And um, do you remember the uh, the Hillsong worship song called "Oceans" um, and in brackets where my where feet may fail? Hmm. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I so like I was it. listening to that this morning and um, it just made me think about, you know, my own walk with with Jesus, um, what that actually looks like, but also what we're called into when we we actually choose to follow uh, God yeah. and how frontier 
Christian faith really is. I think sometimes we, and particularly historically, I think in in my upbringing and that, you can think that to be a Christian is to rock up to church on Sunday morning, just to uh, to do the whole like flagship service thing at half past ten on a Sunday morning. Uh, get get a bit of a, a a fill of all things Christian, and then live as well as you can for the rest of the week until you get that back there the following Sunday morning, maybe with a bit of a life group or home group in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, as I think following Jesus is a lot lot more frontier than that, and this song reminded me of why I think that. Um, it starts with the words, you call me out upon the waters, the great unknown, where feet may fail. And there I find you in the mystery, in the ocean's deep, uh, my faith will stand. And later on in the song, it talks about mm. our, our, um, our trust without borders. Um, and where I live, I can look out the window where my desk is, and I just look over the sea. And I was just thinking this morning, you know, how... Uh, following Jesus properly requires something of us. Because if I walked out into the sea and just kept on walking, there would come a point where I couldn't walk anymore. My feet would fail. And if I can't swim, I'm going to sink. And even if I can swim, there's a limit to how far I can swim. And um, I was just properly challenged by that because it's like literally – what we're supposed to be as uh, followers of Jesus is looking through our, our rear view mirror and seeing our comfort zone disappear further and further mm. back. Um, wow. I don't know what you think about that, but, um, but you know, we, we're, we're going to be talking about challenges and stepping up and stepping into the challenge. And for yeah. me, the very first uh, thing I think of with this is that actually my faith in Jesus should require um, that challenge does that make sense yeah it does yeah i think that's really powerful i think you're right because often um we could maybe as an observer or even as a christian we could look at faith as our not comfort blanket necessarily but the thing that that helps us avoid challenge if you like or it's the thing that gets us through or it's the thing that maybe protects us and covers us but actually following jesus taking a step of faith into relationship with him following you know his call on your your life on our life is is stepping into a frontier it is actually stepping into a challenge in some ways isn't it being a christian Mm. is probably more of a challenge than than not i would suggest um yeah And, and i think it's about i think one of the things i feel um, that I can quite easily lose is that sense of every day following Jesus is about taking new ground. That can be taking new ground personally to become more and more like him, to actually uh, to live better and better. Um, yeah. And I can only do that with his help. Um, or it's taking new ground in terms of, I know that you're doing uh, who let the dads out, uh, Abadads, mm. um, and planting a church in Aberystwyth. And I live in a community here where um, uh, where there's a, a there's a desperate need for uh, for something to to start um, a, a Christian community that can 
can um, can meet the needs of the wider community. Um, yeah. I just think that um, that literally you wake up every day. There's a there's a new opportunity, isn't there? And we can get caught in this mm. rut where we we fail to see the opportunities that are in front of us. We fail to yeah. see that sense of of mission um, that that God presents us with. Um, and I, I always um, remember. I haven't seen it for a while now, but uh, in in different groups uh, that I'm part of on Facebook, there was always a a meme of a bunch of lions walking together, uh, and the words underneath it was "Surround yourself with people on the same mission as yourself." Um, yeah. And I always used to love that. I used I used to love that because it it it, it kind of always reminded me that we don't do this on our own. But nevertheless, uh, and I think this is a challenge that that I certainly uh, need to respond to, but maybe some of our, our listeners need to respond to it as well, is that actually, if I'm not being challenged on a day-to-day basis, then there's something wrong, isn't there, in terms of, yeah. of, of the way we live in our lives? Yeah, perhaps we, we inadvertently take comfort as a measure of success rather than a measure potentially of failure and I don't mean that in a you failed kind of way but perhaps comfort we think well if 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 I've said yes to following Jesus and then the good stuff happens the good stuff comes that's because I've either earned it or God's pleased with me that's kind of not how it works um and Jesus himself sort of encouraged slash warned um his disciples his followers and us didn't he that following him wouldn't be easy. Um, he never said it would be. Mm. And so actually comfort, lack of comfort could in fact be a measure of success. And perhaps maybe that's what we need to start to look at, not deliberately making ourselves uncomfortable or deliberately putting ourselves in harm's way or positions of challenge, unless that's what sort of God's led us to, into and encouraging us into. But um, perhaps embracing challenge and, and difficult moments, that sort of frontier aspects like you said or the adventure of, of following jesus of living a life after him it's not it's not supposed to be easy it's not supposed to be comfortable and therefore the good thing is it's not supposed to be dull or boring it's supposed to be adventurous challenging difficult complicated and something we can't do in our own strength much like you know walking across an ocean yeah. it's, it's not something we can do in our own strength um if we try we're gonna we're gonna fail um and so actually there's a different way of doing it, isn't there? Yeah, and I, I just as you're saying all of that, I'm really mindful of two verses um, yeah. that have just come into my mind as you've been speaking. The first one is when Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. I love the but, but, I, but remember, yes. I've overcome. So we know we're living yeah. in a world where, where we are going to have trouble, uh, and we're going to talk a bit about that as we go on, I know. Uh, but uh, but we've also got to remember that um, that Jesus has overcome the second yeah. one, and this is like almost like the manifesto, isn't it, for every follower of Jesus? Is go out into all nations and make disciples of all yeah. men. And it's there's always that sense of go out, isn't there? And I think yes, for me that's where Oceans, the song, really speaks into my understanding of what. The, what the Bible is saying about us as followers of Jesus. It's like, go out, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking. 
I will be with you, uh, but there will come a point where your feet are just going to fail. Yeah. And it's at that moment when your feet fail that we can do stuff because we do it, we do it yeah. trusting God. Uh, yeah. And that's Sorry. like, that for me is the, is the frontier um, uh, uh, aspect of this, I guess, for want of a better, you know, it's like when you go towards a frontier, you don't know what's beyond that frontier. Mm. Um, I th- yeah. And I think that speaks into the, the film that I mentioned a moment ago, in some ways, doesn't it? 127 hours based on the mm. the book and the life of Aaron Ralston is that the reason he's canyoneering, I assume is because of that sense of adventure he's kind of got within him. He may not necessarily know where that sense of adventure comes from, but I think there's that, that sense of adventure within all of us. We just look to, to process it in slightly different ways, but that's kind of like a God given hunger if you like a god-given thirst that's only going to be quenched by following him following his mission being willing to step out into the Mm. adventurous and vast uh, plan opportunities um and and life and calling he has for us so we've just been reflecting on challenge and and comfort and and choices we can make about how we whether choose sort of comfortable life or embrace maybe a more mm. of a, an adventurous and, and challenging life. It just reminds me, I've recently been reading um, a book, um, sort of autobi- autobiography book uh, by Michael J. Fox, the uh, Back to the Future, plus many other things, yeah. actor. Um, obviously quite famously um, disclosed and announced, didn't he, when he was young that he had Parkinson's and has sort of walked that journey. But I've been reading a book that he's written called No Time Like the Future, An Optimist Considers Mortality. Um, and just within that, there was a, a chapter I read about his his acting career, which I just found really um, quite powerful, talking about the challenges, obviously, he was facing of of dealing mm. with the, the medical diagnosis, but also the health and the, the disability, essentially, that Parkinson's was bringing on for him and how he was going to face up to his acting career and deal with that. And um, he talks in the book about how he made a decision to retire from acting and retire from um, the show he was doing at the, at the time, Spin City. So aged 40, sort of retires wow. from acting and he deemed his condition to be career ending. Um, and the reason being a couple of different things, really. He said his face wasn't as expressive anymore, that the tremors um, were becoming a bit of an issue, difficult to manage, and he just felt like he couldn't really mm. act to the best of his abilities or, or play certain, play his mate, play that main character and, and act. But um, as he writes, he, he goes on to talk about acting is, is what I do and I needed to find a new way to do it. And so he talks about his post-retirement acting career because obviously he's still acting now and, and talks about how he got into that, but then also why he got into that. And so dealing with that challenge and overcoming that, he says, uh, instead of focusing on the notes I could no longer hit, I focused on my new instruments. It's not electric, it's acoustic. It's not a Les Paul, it's a hummingbird. Ultimately, I found the philosophy of less is more works for me, which is convenient because I have less. But as I discover, there's more to less than I thought. And then he talks about the characters he's played since uh, coming back into acting and how he's very, been very deliberate and intentional about the characters he's chosen to play. And he says about how all of the characters he's played in his second career, as he calls it, they all have something in common, that they're all overachievers. They're all passionate 
people or passionate characters, but each have a flaw in in their character. Each have a flaw in the sort of um, either their personality. Yeah. So one of them is an alcoholic, or they have a flaw in that maybe they have a disability, but it's not Parkinson's, but it's similar uh, to that illness. Um, but he talks about the fact that therefore that that flaw is also relatable to his. And so they each had a, a vulnerability, if you like, that a point of damage in their life, which he could relate to, add a little bit of humour to, and then play on, mm. on that. As in, he could better understand those characters, but also be- better portray those characters. That he found a way to work with and through his weakness, I suppose, as he put it, or with the with the less, in order to achieve more. And I think what's quite extraordinary is that um, I did some digging, that he's actually been nominated for... Um, eight Emmys as an actor since coming back into acting wow. with Parkinson's. So since learning to deal with that challenge and finding a way to approach that challenge, which I'm, I'm guessing hasn't been easy. Like, no. I would imagine it's quite exhausting, the schedules that actors go through, the work they have to go through, plus all of his own you know, health issues that come with Parkinson's, not just the, the shakes and the tremors and, and other things, but... I just thought that was quite incredible. And I think that that speaks quite powerfully, doesn't it, into the choices we can make. So often it's easy to think, well, that's either too difficult, I'm not going to do that, or because I can't do that, because I'm not strong Mm. enough or because I'm not able enough, I won't bother. But instead, having the mentality of, well, I'm going to focus on the things I can do rather than things I can't do. And that's essentially what he's saying. He's not saying it from a relationship with Jesus point of view. And so we've kind of got an even better position, I think, as, as followers of Jesus, uh, yeah. as men of the word, to to make those decisions and find strength, not within ourselves, but strength from God. Yeah. And, and it plays into the whole, I mean, throughout my life, and I think beyond further back, uh, we've always loved from a film point of view, because as, as you said earlier, we too love our films, uh, but from a film yeah. point of view, the anti-hero is, is, is a big genre isn't it it's that that thing yeah. where um uh, you know um i don't know superman spider-man all of them they, they they are superheroes but there is always this this flaw that yes. um exists and I, I think that's because that's that is written into us isn't it that that you, you know life does life does knock us um yeah it, it does you know, we don't approach life from a position of, um, well, I'm completely suited and booted for this and I've got no, no weakness. Um, yeah. And I, I love the fact that as, as you're, you're sharing all that about Michael J. Fox and, and I know you said that he's not speaking from a, a perspective of this is because of Jesus, but actually I do feel that whatever, he is able to achieve he's able to achieve it because he's created in the image of god it's still that creator aspect mm. of his of of all our lives isn't it uh, you know yep. anything that's good anything that that whereby any one of us rises above uh for 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 good um that has to come from god anyway doesn't it or and it points to his yeah, design. It points to his creation. Absolutely. His, yeah, nature. I agree. Yeah. So, so I I love reading uh, autobiographies um, about people, whether they're Christian or not. It really doesn't matter because it still points to where life comes from. Um, 
life only ever comes from one place, doesn't it? You know, so, um, yeah, I, I just, um, it's interesting that um, this may or may not be relevant, but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, so uh, I've just, in the last few days, um, for those of you who are involved with CVM um, across the UK, you'll know that uh, a few days ago, uh, we had the gathering online, and and I, I was saying to you, John, earlier um, that uh, I felt um, when we were we were going through the gathering, I felt uh, from a personal point of view and from a CVM Cymru point of view that that God um, was um, inviting. I think that's the right word, inviting me into a season of consecration. And just to say what I think that is, it's like literally where I just, everything in my life, I'm offering back to God uh, in terms of where do we go from here, whether that's relationships, ministry, um, like literally everything. Um, and um, and so on Monday morning, um, I sat down, um, I'd, I'd marked out a bit of time that I could spend to start off this process. Sat down and I prayed, I read uh, a bit of the Bible and listen to a bit of worship music and like literally just said to Jesus, you know, I want to be who you created me to be. I don't want to be this lesser version of that. Um, and I want, I want everything I'm involved in to be what you want it to be, if that makes sense. Um, and uh, so I'm in the middle of this, this particular personal season and uh, that was Monday morning. So t- Monday night, I went to bed, and I had a really, really bad night's sleep. And normally, when I say I had a bad night's sleep, it's because of my son waking up at like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning. But I couldn't blame him for it this time. It was just a really bad night's sleep. Um, and then the following morning, I got up. I felt really, really groggy and um, decided I was going to make the coffee um, and then go in and have a shower. And so... I think the shower always solves all of my problems. Standing in the middle of the shower, <laughs> a lovely warm water flowing over me. I've lathered myself up. I, you know, I am like literally now the abominable white, uh, the abominable snowman in essence, completely covered in white. And go to grab the shower head and angle it so that I can rinse myself off. And the whole thing comes off in my hand. It's a clean snap. It's like literally, in the one hand, I've got this hose. In the other hand, I've got a shower head, and I'm completely covered in in soap. And I'm, I, I tell you, I, I am. It's like a Bruce Banner Incredible Hulk. I'm just moment. not. I am not in a good place right now. I am like literally. What do I do? I've got this piddly spray of water coming out of a tube, and you've got a picture of this. I, I'm just like. I, I'm just holding a tube over me, and it's like it's taking. It's drip. horrible. <laughs> I manage to get myself rinsed off. I get out. I come into the bedroom. Um, Joe, my wife, says to me, "Do you enjoy your shower?" I said, "No, it's broken." And uh, so it, that you know. Uh, but anyway, I'm then getting dressed. I realise my hand is completely covered in blood, and it's because the shower head has snapped mm. in such a way me grabbing it and all that, I've cut my hand. And I can hear this voice inside of me saying, go on, just let rip. Just 
just lose it right now because that'll just you'll 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 just relieve the pressure. Whoever comes into your path, let them have it. Um, and it was really really obvious at the time. Um, why am I sharing this? I'm sharing this because uh, I don't know about you, John, but when whenever I personally choose to be the man that I believe God created me to be and actually to live with an opposite spirit, to be what we call a kingdom man, it just feels like the whole of the cosmos is opposed to it. It just literally everything. Mm. It's like a challenge just to do every yep. little thing well, okay rather than even well. And... Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't on this particular moment. I can I can smile because I didn't give in to the to the the, uh, the temptation to lose it, um, and and I came through that. Um, but we talked about a lot of different challenges. We talked about challenges that come against us. We talked about guys, a guy cutting his arm off with a like a Swiss Army knife. Um, another guy going back to Afghanistan, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, but let's be honest, actually just to be um, full on following Jesus, wanting to be the person we created, that uh, he created us to be, it literally opens up a whole world of opposition. Yeah, it does. Which I think... That, that challenge in itself, it exposes our weaknesses in a mm. different way, doesn't it, to how we've previously talked. Um, it, it shows us that um, we can't do it in our own strength, but also, yeah, the, the opposition or the difficulties that, that come our way. And that, that story of your shower is, I'm sure, one many of us can relate to. Um, th- this last week, we, we had some stuff sort of happen to us as a family and, and in the house as well, like washing mm. machine broke one of the kids was ill and having a child covered in vomit and a bedroom covered in vomit and no washing machine. Um, just, just those little things, those niggly little things in life when you're trying to, um, you know, do kingdom work, when you're trying to plan a, a dad's and kids event and put together bits and bobs, it's just the stuff that gets in the way, the distractions. It's just, it's frustrating, but also it's how we respond to those moments of challenge. Isn't yeah. it? And sometimes accepting being aware of our own weaknesses were it not for the strength of of jesus is probably the best way to respond i'm reminded of um that passage in the bible when um paul talks about um asking for god's help to take away a a challenge he's he's experiencing and it doesn't really spell out what it is um ever but 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 he writes paul says this he says each time that he said to me so each time in prayer god god said my grace is all you need my power works best in weakness and so then paul goes on to say so now i'm glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of christ may work through me that's why i take pleasure in my weaknesses take pleasure in the insults hardships persecutions and troubles that i suffer for christ because when Mm. i'm weak then i'm strong and so yeah, it's difficult, but hang on a minute. When when the washing machine breaks, you've got a sick child and you're just trying to plan and organise something, when you're made a commitment to being that Jesus-following, God-honouring, kingdom-sharing man, and then you've got covered in your imperial leather <laughs> or whatever it is you use in the shower and you've got no water to wash it off, like 
those moments are challenges. That's real life. Not to mention then the opposition of like actual people opposing mm. or other circumstances. But actually, we're so weak in those moments. It's so easy to to throw in a towel to like just yeah. respond in like anger, frustration, whatever that might be. But actually, in that weakness, instead saying, "Oh God, I need you right now," and actually being able to say in those moments of weakness, "Thank goodness that He is." He is strong. Yeah, he is my, and as we draw strength. this section to a close, I I always just remember a quote. I don't know who it's by, but it's it's held me in good stead over the years, and that is that victory is in the choosing, not in the outcome. And if we just choose to respond, powerful, um, in the right way, we can forget the outcome because we can't control that anyway. But yeah, so victory is in the choosing, not in the outcome. I tell you what, John. I've really enjoyed this this subject. Uh, I enjoyed thinking about it beforehand. I've enjoyed talking about it with you. And uh, just going back to the um, the films that we chose, and the reason why I chose Kite Runner, or one of the reasons, was because of the strong thread of guilt and redemption that came through on that film. And as we've been talking about all of the stuff. Uh, about life um, and about the challenges we face. Um, It's just got that, you know, Jesus coming through for us when we're weak, he is strong. Mm. I mean, it's just a gospel in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think that that film of redemption, the Kite Runner film, I've not seen it, but that theme of redemption is powerful. And again, it speaks into the human heart. But actually what I love about that fact is that when our when we come to relationship with Jesus, when we come to recognise what He did at the cross for us, is that we've been redeemed, not at our own cost. We haven't therefore got to go back and right all of our wrongs and and tick off a list of um, do's for the don'ts we've done. If you see what I mean, like it's yeah, not yeah. about covering over each and every individual mistake. Actually, it's it's coming to recognise that that He's freed us, He's redeemed us, He's um, paid paid for that there are some things we might want to do when we come into relationship with him, but it's not things we have to do in order yeah. to put us right and to, to give us a blank check or put us back at zero. Do you know what I mean? Net zero from our overdraft. Yeah, I think that's good. And I think with 127 hours, like looking at the challenge that, that Aaron overcomes in that film and in, in his real life, and I hinted earlier, didn't I, that there was a sacrifice that had to be made or a cost yeah. for his freedom. And again, this points to the cross for me in a really powerful way that for our freedom from being trapped, our freedom from from death and decay, if you like, our freedom from um, mistakes, from a, from a dead end, from, from being trapped, um, it comes at a cost. But that, that cost was paid for by the, the death and the, the resurrection of Jesus, that, that through his death, those mistakes, those those traps, that death is dealt with paid for covered over like the redemption thing and then through the the empty tomb the resurrection of jesus it goes to show that we are now free that when we put our faith in him we are brought to new life and we're freed and and as aaron had to make that sacrifice and that cost of cutting off his arm to get free when we put our faith and our trust and our hope in jesus the sacrifice that he's made on our behalf it frees us not to say that there won't be moments of challenge in our Mm. life as we've talked about but ultimately, the biggest sacrifice has been paid for, sorted, and then we're free. 
Wow. That's so powerful. And uh, I, I just want to finish off with um, something I read about Erwin McManus, uh, the pastor of uh, Mosaic in Los Angeles. And he he was writing on, on, on this very thing about facing up to challenge and and about living full on for Jesus Christ. And I love the fact he said that uh, when he meets Jesus at the end of his life, he wants to be crawling to him on all fours because he has literally spent everything that he's been given. He's left nothing um, out in the field. It's just all been given. Um, so, guys, as we draw this to a close, it's it's like we have one opportunity to live life and we want to live it well. Um, but we also don't want the kind of pressure that says it's all on us if it's going to turn out well, because it isn't all on us. It's it's all on our relationship with Jesus. And where we where our strength comes to an end, he is more than able and always does pick up the slack and turn it into uh, something massively miraculous. So, guys, just remember, um, out there, if you're feeling uh, that just just to make the right choices is hard work, Victory is in the choosing, it's not in the outcome. Well, guys, that's it for this month. Thank you for listening to the Code Life Cymru podcast. We really do appreciate all the support that you give us, and it's fair to say that we couldn't do any of this without you. So please do remember to head across to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done so already. And please, please do consider visiting cvm.org.uk forward slash donate to support us financially. Every penny raised in Wales is used here in Wales to spread the gospel. Thank you very much. Diochen Vaur Yawn.